0: Three, two, one. Here we go. Oh yeah. You hear <laughs> it. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Boston Scientific, streaming live from Hattie B's hot chicken. I am your host, Wilp. Guy Walker, still, boom! There will be no construction. There will be no makings of the chicken. We good to go today, y'all. We good to go today. We got some OTA action from yesterday, and that will be today's show. No roundup. Cowboys wrap up their first media portion session of practice slash walkthrough, not a whole lot really going on, but you can kind of get a sense of where the team is thinking, where they're heading with certain players, certain position groups, and uh, we'll we'll dive into all of that, man. Let me say this prior to getting into talking about the Nuggets here. OTA, this portion of OTAs really isn't about, oh, so-and-so beat so-and-so one-on-one. It really isn't. There's no pass. There really isn't much competition going on, but... I do think you can get a lot from, hmm, where is this player at? When is this player coming in? What is this position group doing and and whatnot? So those are kind of the things that I I took away from OTAs, not necessarily any type of competitive situation. And a lot of the, you know, analysts down there, or not the analysts, the insiders down there kind of did the same thing. So we'll take a look at all of that and talk about it together, Cowboys Nation. Now, yesterday – I didn't get a chance to get to everybody on the phone line. So make sure you get in here, 351-999-3787. I'm going to try to allow today to be a fan Friday of sorts. And, um, yeah, man, we'll get B from the Cocker Firm coming in a little bit later as well. And prior to jumping into the notes, we will hear from Dak and Mike McCarthy. But first, what's good, Bomb Squad?
1: Bomb Squad!
0: What's up, Stephen White? Uh, Swain in the building. Yeah, Swain, I got to get back to my hashtag hear me out segment. You know, it kind of got taken over by the uh, hot take segment, which hashtag hear me out on my hot take segment coming up a little bit later. Uh, Joe Sandberg in the building. Professor O, oh, what's goody? CJ, I see ya. Uh, who else up in here? 6081, Boy, Sean Springer, Campbell, Holbrook, Bobby Ellis, B47, Vic. Uh, some Facebook in the building, too. I see you, Miss Deborah. Tom says, Skye, is there a Saturday show? Where my camera at? Huh? I nah, ain't no Saturday show, man. But we'll be dro- – I think we're going to drop a video tomorrow. But there will not be a Saturday show. Also, we won't be here Monday either. What's good, B-Bird? Um, let me tell you something real quick. I forgot my mouse. So I'm using my, my, my keypad here. I will never, ever again take for granted – How important a damn mouse is to do all this stuff here. Boy, I tell you. All right, let's get into this Cowboys information, Cowboys Nation. Again, 351-999-3787 is the call in line if you want to get in here and talk about all the goodness from OTAs. So before we get into the actual notes, we'll take a look at some of what Pat had to say, a little bit of what uh, Gelkin had to say. But we got a chance to listen to a lot of the players. And I'm not going to pour everything into today's show because we still got some content we got to get to on Monday. So we'll take a look at some of the other players' uh, interviews on Monday. But I wanted to piece together, excuse me, I wanted to piece together Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott's kind of pressures or whatnot because they said some things in their press conference. And I think from what I'm gauging from, from the media or the radio, people are taking the wrong part again. I mean, this 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 tends to happen in, in Dallas media, probably in media in general. We want to we want to talk about the thing that garners the most ire, right? That gets people fired up from a ooh, they fighting," like that's what people really want to you know want to click on, and that's what gets ratings. Me, it's the nuance. It's the it's the nuance of, of things that get me going. I don't give a damn about all that other stuff. And one of the the things that Mike McCarthy and Dak talked about is something that we have constantly talked about here on this show for, what, two, three years? And that's purpose. That's (laughs) dribbling with the purpose. But Mike McCarthy called it PCP. You know, he called it smack, (laughs) angel dust, booger sugar. He called it PCP, play calling purpose, Cowboys Nation. So, let's uh, take a listen to Mike McCarthy specifically talking about that. And then – I got it lined up. All right, cool. I got it lined up. And then we're here with Dak Prescott, I had to say, uh, surrounded that as well. Here is Mike McCarthy. McCarthy. Boom, boom. Talking about that in general.
2: Just picking back on that, how much more time have you spent with Dak this year than, than
3: past? I mean, more
4: than obviously the past. Um, so, I, you know – Frankly, just with, um, you know, not got enough. I mean, it's never enough. You know, just, you know, like I'm here right now. I'm missing a damn quarterback. Man, got you look at your hat and all this nonsense stuff that I have to deal with. But uh, no, but yeah, just you know, absolutely. I mean, it's it's important. Uh, you know, and, and and I'm not really worried about the football part of it. You know, the everyday football, as far as the drills, scheme, and because, you know, we, you know, I'm, I'm able to be. It's just more the collaboration of. You know, calling the game. You know, hey, you know, how do you see this play? This is how I see. It. This is where I think. You know, we have a thing called PCP, and, and, and just really the the purpose of the play call. Play call purpose PCP. And you know, you know, it's one thing to learn to play and the intricacies of play, but I think when they know, you know, you're, you're continuing to anticipate when and where and it's going to be called. I th- I think that's just you know stronger communication and connection that the quarterback and the player caller needs to have. Uh-
0: Ooh, I mean, again, that, that type of stuff fires me up that, a, a lot of the Let me close this here well, A lot of radio people probably don't care about that But y'all know that means a lot to me Because here on this show We often would watch the film together I'm not just saying this right? We would watch the film together and go Hmm, this doesn't add up This doesn't make sense We're kind of just doing things Even if it works It's like, hey, this worked This is great Let's come back to this Let's build off of it and next thing you know, when we're doing our tape Tuesdays. We're like, oh, yeah, we did run that back in week one, but it's week 12. Oh, we did run that back in week three, but it's but it's week 10. And it's like, I know you can't run everything all the time, but I think you do have to have a purpose to, to, to what you're doing so you can build off of that. And there just seems to be a level of consistency from the head coach to uh, Schottenheimer, and we'll hear from Dak in a second, to Dak, to where they're all about – it was Schottenheimer earlier saying – family of plays and whatnot, and yet now you hear McCarthy talking about these purposes build you know, these plays having a purpose to build up to what's coming next, and then Dak Prescott follows that up. Now, Dak talked about a lot of things here. Uh, it's about, we go tr- about a minute and a half clip. So here's Dak Prescott kind of following up on uh, Mike McCarthy's dribbling with the purpose comments. Well, I would never take for granted a mouse. Woo-wee. Come on, click. <laughs> My bad, y'all. And boom, here we go. I mean, How much
2: more time are you and him communicating? Than, oh, than I mean, yeah,
5: a ton. I mean, just in the simple fact that he's the play caller now. So right. just being able to understand and being in the same same wavelength and understanding why he's calling a play, what's the purpose of that play, and what he expects out of that, and just making sure that we're on the same accord there. and Let's It, go, it has to be that constant communication. As we just said, as he just broke and we said, you know what, go go look at everything we put in. Make sure that we're, we're running the things that, that you like and the things that we're good at, and if it's something that – Right, you're just a little iffy about it. Let's get it out. Let's master what we're great at. So, just having that clear communication and being able to work with him day in and day out, as I said, it's new, it's refreshing, and uh, it's fun for both of us. You find yourself calling him at night, or just running here? No, 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 (laughs) no. Clarence Hill, I see him. I see him. He
3: mentioned purpose, you mentioned purpose. What's the big deal about knowing the purpose of a particular
5: play? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the details and just the, the accountability and discipline within the play that all 11 guys have to have, understanding.
0: Let me say this real quick. Dak <laughs> press got tired of y'all shit. <laughs> so, so he was a little chippy earlier or later on in this little uh, – in this, this presser or whatnot. But listen to what he said overall about this whole thing. He's so good at not really trying to throw nobody under the bus but saying, look, man, everybody got to be on the same damn page. Let I me mean, let me see if I can rewind this a little bit. Here we go. Jeremy, yeah, I, mean, I think that's the details and
5: just the, the accountability. Accountability and discipline within discipline. the play that all 11 guys have to have, understanding guys. their role and understanding, hey, if they're a clear out or if they're really just eating up a window it's or spark. eating up a guy to, to open up that space and for that guy to understand to to, to not kill his window, right, and to, to open it up and, to, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's some things I guess some of these young guys may have not have heard and, and you see it click and you see it understanding just early on. Some of these plays have, have uh, yeah, it's just, it's just been good and, and you can see it and you can feel it and you understand that everybody, is locked in. Everybody is buying into the purpose of it and, and the purpose of their role, which overall
0: allows us to play faster and play cleaner. Oh man. Like, are we all hearing and understanding and taking this in Cowboys Nation? This is this is big, man. And let me again don't know. I mean, again. And it's not just him. It's not just McCarthy. It's not just Shoddy. Shout out to Landlord, Landlord from Alabama. MC Hammer, Tyson West Coast, HTM, they brought on uh, Jalen Tobert. Jalen Tobert flat out came out and said the same things we've been saying the whole time, the same things that McCarthy was saying about, you know, things just being easier now and not having to think about because there's a purpose for each player that, Okay, this is what I gotta do. Not I'm thinking about what I gotta do in the middle of the play. McCarthy said my secret sauce is to make him play faster by not thinking. Dak Prescott, faster, cleaner. McCarthy, it allowed him to play faster, cleaner. Jalen uh Tober, faster. I'm telling you, man. I I'm telling you, I, I, look, it might not feel like a like a sexy Top ish offense or whatever to a lot of people, and especially the, the the big the big media, the big wig media, because to them the Cowboys have lost their their golden child, their their smartest guy in the room, the young up and coming offensive coordinator. To them, hey man, he traded away Cooper, Amari Cooper, but y'all only got a an older Brandon Cooks. They don't even realize he still got it. to them, oh you lost Dalton Schultz, but they don't see the nuance. That the Cowboys have acquired. That will help you elevate everybody. And it's because of that nuance Cowboys Nation. That my Howdy Bees hot take today. It's a very familiar one. But I'm going to take it a step further. Before I get into that though. Howdy Bees. I'm down here right now. Downtown in a new location. By the way. It was founded back in 2012. In Nashville. But they have built the new location here. In Deep Ellum. I mean. It fits the vibe of, of Deep Element. If you've been down here in Dallas, you know there's that there's just this culture, there's this character uh, to Deep Elm that that Hattie B's is fitting very well. But not only that, they provide fantastic food for you, right? You can come down here and try all types of uh, levels of their heat. I'm chilling on the hottest, but if some folk want to tempt it, you can try the hottest, which is shut the cluck up. I ain't had to tell them that today though, and that's cool. So make sure y'all come down here at Hattie B's Hot Chicken. Get yourself a nice little, you know, lunch, dinner, whatever you want to do. If you're out with a lady or a man, you'll come through. But do me a favor. This is all I need y'all to do. If you want to get a $10 free gift card, sign up on Hattie B's. It's free. It don't cost you nothing. You'll get the money. Sign up on Hattie B's. Uh, use our code and let me know, man. And you guys will receive $10 to come down here and treat yourself. Here is my Hattie B's hot tape, which, again, Something I kind of said earlier in, in the offseason just based off of this. I think Dak Prescott will have a career regular season year. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm, I'm using the term regular season because we understand postseason is a different animal. Postseason, he, he could be Jalen Hurts in, in the first couple rounds, and, and, and that's not really career. J, he, he can be that and still get to the Super Bowl. But regular season, and here's why. Number one. You've got a singularity from a philosophy standpoint. There is no longer two philosophies clashing here. Okay, number one. Number two, from a weaponry standpoint, I think there's an added element that has not been here. And I'm not just talking about the Dak Prescott era. I'm talking about the Tony Romo era. I'm talking about, you know, f- dating far back, and I'm and I'm talking about the explosiveness aspect in spades. In spades for years whether it be from the running back and the wide receivers and the tight ends. Let's just be real. It's kind of been a bogged down type of offense that relied on some big plays from their guys like a Dez Bryant who has that ability to go up and get the rock or uh, a, a guy like uh, Ezekiel Elliott after his first year wasn't the same in that big play ability, but he can kind of wear you down and then boom, play action, you get over the top. Now, I don't think they're going to have to do a bunch of that. Brandon Cooks. Brings a totally different element to this offense that will open so many things up, not just for him, but for everybody else. Tony Pollard's the featured back now. Dallas has never had a featured back like this since Zeke in 2016. I will put Zeke on that level because Zeke was still – he still had it like that. Oh, but not only just TP, but then you got Deuce Vaughn added to the equation. And let's not forget about C.D. Lamb who can do everything for you offensively. So I just think there's an added element to this room, or sorry, to this offense that'll help elevate everybody. And obviously, if it's elevating everybody, it'll elevate Dak Prescott. And I mean that from an efficiency standpoint. And then finally, man, he his one of his famous words was pressure. Not his famous words. Was it pressure is privilege. Right? Remember that a couple years ago. There is pressure. We, we need to acknowledge there's definitely pressure on him on this team in general. But between the talent, the added element, and combining it with that pressure, I don't think this is something that's going to sink these guys. I don't. I think this is – this or sink him. I think this is something that is going to elevate him in general. This dude doesn't run from the pressure. I mean, yes, it may not work out, but he doesn't run from it. And I, I, I like that about the quarterback. I like that he has a bit of an edge right now, and I don't mind him playing with that edge. And I said this to shout out to 2i yesterday. We talked about this on Twitter. The edge that I think he's displaying or feels like, I'm just ga- I'm just gauging, isn't an edge of, oh, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to throw it 50 times and I'm going to show y'all. It's more of an edge of, I'm tired of hearing this, which he should be. So I'm going to go out here and get it done through hell or high water, and I am the hell and high water. Shout out to Eli. So that's Mike McCarthy. That's Dak Prescott talking about PCP. The booger sugar of the offense, play call, and purpose. Let's hit these phone, hit these phone, uh, hit these phone lines here in a quick second. Oh, here we go. Seven one eight already on the horn. What's good? Seven one eight. Hold on, hold on. I ain't got no mouse. Hold on, I ain't got no mouse. Let me let me, let me fix this all up. All right, you in there now? Eight,
2: already on the horn. What's good? Seven, seven one eight, eight. You
0: gotta turn down your house, bro. All right, you in there? up on 718 that ain't working out that ain't working out for you 718 you gotta either unmute me and then turn down your house so you can hear me let's get back to the chat Uh, Campbell said I think they're gonna have a really good season this year just a good feeling about it Oh, I don't think there's a doubt about it I think this team is gonna be good and have a good season Uh, this is more so about what happens in the post always especially when it comes to this team all right, let's get eight three two. Is this is this my guy from yesterday?
2: Uh, which guy you talking about, guy? That was guy roll. that rolling. I'm sorry, man. Hey, just you know, real quick, first, I apologize. That's that's really not me, man. man. That's really not me. I apologize. I, you know, I, I, I'm emotional, and sometimes it don't happen often, but sometimes, man, something will catch me, and, and I'm gone. I ain't, I ain't laughed like that that hard in, in in a long time. Last time I laughed like that, I was at an On Air Jay concert in Houston. Oh, he's hilarious! You uh, know, I, I, I yeah, I, I went off like that like ten minutes straight. You know, so it will happened, but not often. I'm sorry, man. I ain't mean, hey,
0: look, look, don't but. do 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 not apologize, man. <laughs> it, was, it was it was it was it was awesome. I'm glad I could bring laughter. It really wasn't me. It was him. But I'm glad this show could bring some laughter to to you, brother. But what you got today?
2: Hey, man, hey, uh, what I got, man, Hey, like I said, I've always felt myself, man, hey, this, this should be offensively, this should be a direct line from head coach to offensive coordinator to quarterback. I don't know, you know, it used to be back in the day, I'm old school with it, you know, it used to be back in the day, head coach uh, talked to the quarterback directly, Yeah. right, Whatever the hell you and the offensive coordinator, that's kind of another layer. That's that's another that's delegated responsibility, whatnot. But man, offensively and defensively, you want your quarterback thinking about winning the game. Mm-hmm. You don't. You, and offensive coordinators again, they kind of got some of them got their own agendas. And we saw that, you know, with Kevin Moore last year. You know, I'm not gonna rag on Kevin Moore, and dog and all of and, and stuff like that. Because, again, that, he kind of got undermined himself by, by having, you know, that kind of sidebar with the Joneses and so. He was yeah. going to be this guy. He was going to be that guy. He had too much. He had autonomy he should not have had, I guess I'm going to say. I love that at the end of the day, Mike McCarthy is the one that's talking to Dak Prescott. I don't care if Sondheim calls a the play or not. I don't care if, if Mike McCarthy calls the play or not. I think that's interchangeable. But that's incidental to me. What has to happen is, because Mike McCarthy has the experience and the knowledge, particularly as, off, as an offensive coach and a play caller. I want him teaching Dak to see the game and to think the game the way he sees it and the way he thinks it. So that would help that play faster. And I love what Dak said and, and Mike McCarthy too about, man, everybody in the offense ain't got no option.
6: <laughs>
2: you run a play. Somebody got to run over the middle, somebody got to protect right. the safety, <laughs> right. somebody gotta sit down. Everybody don't 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 run their own damn route. So that don't stand back there patting the football and you hear these knuckleheads talking about that late, that high with the ball, that doing this, <laughs> yeah, that doing that because Dak trying to figure out which cat goes big and which cat goes bad. I mean they he... trying to figure out if I could go wrong and some of them won't run across the safety because uh. so they don't because they got an option to make a business decision like C D Lamb. They mad at them. It's just too many people got
0: hold too up. much going on. <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Damn, why don't we think about that during the season? So what you just said was kind of fire. Because you're right, dog. The, the, the option thing was ridiculous. But you said we didn't gave C.D. Lamb the option of making a business decision. God damn it. That's true. <laughs> that's true because too many times you saw, that, that, you, you saw him like, hey, fam, cross his face. He's like, nah, dog, I'm good. I'm going behind him, yeah.
2: Exactly, man, exactly. That's not C.D.'s fault. Again, you let people make their own decision, they're going to make them. And, and as it relates to how you're going to execute offensively, I'm going to say this and let you go, man. I, I, I got so frustrated with and, – and Tony Pollard was a weapon or a big piece of our offense. Yeah. He goes down in that San Francisco game. We can't do jack shit. I don't want to hear that no more. What did – what did – what did uh, Sean McVay do in the Super Bowl? All the Rams had in that Super Bowl. Cooper Cup. Cooper
0: Cup and Matthew Stafford. Yeah. And the, what did Sean bro, McVay do? They he went, found a way bro. to get the football <laughs> to Cooper Cup. <laughs> bro, he, he threw the Cooper Cup about 25 times. But we threw it to, we threw it to CD Lamb about same. CD Land, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not diss, I'm not digging and dishing on the players. They get enough heat. I'm just,
2: I like the fact we got somebody with some sense. Mm-hmm. calling plays, running the offense. I'm glad, I am so happy to hear them say that. And they, you're right, they, they, they kind of sneak this, Kelly, but they, you know, they said what they needed to say without saying it was his fault. We need to play football. We don't need to get out of here and try to reinvent wheels and, and try to find the square root of infinity and all of this nonsense. Yeah. Everybody ain't got no business out there calling the plays for Dak. Dak needs to hear from the coach what we're going to run, that relayed that as a play call, and he gets out there and does it. If you're supposed to run across, you're supposed to you supposed to run your 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 route a shallow cross, run the shallow damn cross. Don't stop because because you think you see you see somebody you see a, 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 the safety drop a little bit, so you get to sit down. That's why everybody running a curl route.
0: Because yeah.
2: you see somebody back up and everybody sits down. That's crazy. Hey man, Come on with your show, man. I, I appreciate you, man. I'm gonna try to give me some. I'm gonna try to make sure I don't have that laughing fit no more. But man, man, keep your keep your keep your man off the phone. He's gonna sell Michael Parsons off for a sea of piss. Oh no, yeah, he, he done. He
0: crazy. He done with that one. <laughs> appreciate you, Big Dog. All
2: right, all right, man. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna get off, man. Go ahead,
0: man, man. That that the that, I mean lot 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 was real there, and I just again I just have to say this because. It's not just, just him. He's a quarterback. We talked about him today, so, I, you know, that's not fair. You got to get out of here. Uh, but everyone, again, I, I urge y'all to go watch the, the Jalen Tobert uh, interview. Jalen Tobert talked about Now, he's a rookie, so maybe it ain't as fair. Hell, go watch uh, Simi Falco talk to Kevin Gray. You know, another young guy would not, who, by the way, he showed out, and I got to get to these notes here in a second. But I, I just think this is going to be gr- good for everyone, and it took so long for Kellen to say, all right, we're going to stop doing this with CD and maybe do it with someone else or whatnot. Now, again, he was put in a a tough situation because CD lamb was really their only guy, but far too many times you saw him running that damn option route, which they didn't hate. It's not like they hated the option route. It didn't work from time to time. But when you got into that rut where it is causing catastrophic, you know, mishaps, you have to change something up and nothing was changed, man. And, um, We'll get a little bit of chance. That's why the 30, 35% that McCarthy's talking about, I can tell you right now, some of that percentage is 100% the option routes. There's not going to be that everybody do what they want to do by reading the defense when you get out there Um, at, at an alarming rate. He said this was the most aggressive. This is his quote, not mine. The most aggressive option route system from a standpoint of everybody doing it that he's ever seen. He's been around more football than Kellen Moore has been alive. I'm just saying. All right, I don't want this whole show to be about that. We really were supposed to go through these notes. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take a quick little turn. We're just gonna read Patrick Nosey Walker's. And we got it. Patrick Nosey Walker's uh, notes from OTAs. Come on now. Come on back in here. Here we go. You probably cannot read this that well on the phone. Apologies, but if you have the, the computer, you can. But I'll, I'll read them out loud with you. we will kind of just go through them a little bit here. Number one, and this isn't in any order of importance or anything like that. This is, matter of fact, let me switch it up real quick if y'all don't mind. Let's, let's talk about who was not at practice first But Michael Gelkin. Cowboys players not seen on the field for voluntary OTAs include Trayvon Diggs, Demarcus Lawrence, Malik Hooker, Jordan Lewis, Jonathan Hankins, Brian Anger for varying reasons. Uh Diggs absence, not contract related. Uh, a person familiar with the situation. Again, first open media portion OTAs. We have not heard anything negative from a, a injury standpoint, but we do know Jordan Lewis had had suffered a Achilles injury, so or Liz Frank or foot injury. So he could still just be getting through with that. Um, still was there, which I thought was interesting. Terrence still was, was there. He didn't start or do anything like that or or, or practice practice but he was on the cords he's working on the sides in fact here's a picture right here here's a picture tony pollard made a planned exit about 20 minutes into action and pollard jogged through the team drills which is consistent with expectations at this stage in his recovery from leg fracture also terrence Steele appears in excellent shape but took only mental reps Man, I want to jump to to that damn offensive line thing real quick, but but we're going to go back here. So those were guys who were there and who were not there. Let's get back to Pat's list here. Number one, he says, keep an eye on Deuce Vaughn as more than just a gadget back, especially if the first round of OTAs are any indication. One play in particular, Vaughn was sent on a go route. Will Greer hit him on a 45-yard pass play. Apparently, if you listen or read, Uh, It was underthrown, but Vaughn was able to adjust and grab it. Apparently, I was the play of the day. So, Deuce Vaughn making early impressions to the media already. Number two, Tony Pollard, uh, tracking well in his recovery from a broken leg. He says Thursday, that's a sign he'll he'll be a full goal sooner rather than later. So, we should see Tony Pollard most likely for minicamp, maybe. What's the day's date? Minicamp is about two weeks away, a week or so away. We might see TP, man. We might see him at minicamp. If not, we're damn sure seeing him at training camp, which, you know, a few months ago we got that nugget that Tony Pollard and Terrence Steele are on track for training camp. Things you love to hear. Cavante Turpin. Oh, no, no, here we go. Yeah, Cavante Turpin. Not to be left out of the offensive mix, and here's what the first real kind of hmm, is Cavante Turpin, who was seen numerous times lining up for reps that were not exclusive to return duties. I expect we'll see more of this as the Cowboys work to try and get Turpin more involved on offense when it matters, or when it matters, when it makes sense to pull the trigger. This lines up with what we were talking about over the last number of weeks, right? Cavante Turpin is going to have to make an impression or be a part of this offense if he's going to make this team. Well, guy? was it because of the kickoffs? Well, according to Cavante Turpin, did he put the quote in here? Oh, he didn't put the quote in here. All right. So speaking of Turpin, this is what he says about the kickoffs. There are questions from those outside of the building regarding a possible battle in the return game between uh, Deuce Vaughn, but that's not the plan inside the building, which is why Turpin, or which is likely why Turpin was a return 100% of the reps. He didn't put it in here. So apparently, Patrick asked Cavante Turpin about returning, and he said, "What what you gonna do, man? The new rules. They want everybody to fair catch." He said, I ain't fair catching a goddamn thing. (laughs) Y'all could go on here with a fair catch. I'm taking it out. So, early on, we'll see Kevontae Turpin taking these things out. Hopefully, he can take one to the crib. But Kevontae Turpin getting some offensive reps. And I'm hoping it's not just for Flash because we saw him get some offensive reps in training camp last year. And I'm like, hmm, there's my antennas. He had a couple nice catches downfield. And then we get to the regular season, and he played, like, 16 snaps. So, Hopefully, this uh, Kevontae Turpin could be not, not just for the speed factor or whatnot, but for him. Because if Kevontae Turpin, man, seriously, if he can't be a part of the offense in some capacity, it's tough to keep a guy that all he is doing is returning, he's not returning touchdowns. Five, it's early, but Michael Gallup looks eerily back to form in his OTAs. There's a noticeable spring in his step that was absent in 2022 as he returned from a torn ACL. But Thursday's practice saw him targeted heavily by Dak Prescott and Gallup's routes were crisp, and his ability to high point the ball was effortless. Uh, Apparently, he's he's thinking less, trusting his body more. That's something we talked about yesterday, me and Pat, on the Scientific Method segment, right, was if you go look at the 2021 film, which I don't have it in this laptop, but if you go look at the 2021 film from Michael Gallup, There was a different snap coming out of the routes. There was a different snap going for the ball. There was obviously more trust in his body, and then you can watch him in 2022, and it's like, that's not there. So if Michael Gallup has that spring back, he could be the biggest wild card, I think, offensively. Um, You could maybe argue Deuce. If he's featured, Deuce could be a guy, right? That could be a thing. But if Michael Gallup can be the old Michael Gallup, you're talking about a wide receiver trio that is now lobbying, in my opinion, for the top spot. I think they're already one of the top wide receiver, barring injury and, and, and health permitted. Uh, one of the top because you got Lamb, you got Cooks, and if Gallup's your three, most teams would take a, a three for Gallup, like Gallup as a three. But if Gallup as a three is the Gallup as a two in 2019, this is one of the best wide receiving groups. There's probably not three wide three or four wide receiver groups better, so. Gallup is definitely a huge wild card. Stefan Gilmore, number six here, wasted no time getting his hands dirty in practice, routinely being moved around to defend different receivers. Uh, obviously, beginning with C.D. Lamb and uh, on more than one occasion, Michael Gallup, but also against fellow newcomer Brandon Cooks. So he talked about PBUs and whatnot with Stefan Gilmore. Gilmore was the elder statesman. Maybe he's always going to be the elder statesman out there, but he was the lone kind of super experienced guy out there. Um, no Trayvon Diggs was out at practice. Obviously, Jordan Lewis was out, and I don't know if, my, if this is on my guys' list, which it is not, so we can go ahead and transition into this. So with Gilmore there, no Diggs, no, uh, no Jordan Lewis, it was – and this is what's interesting here. Let me come back here. It was boss man fat Kelvin Joseph getting some slot duties with the backups. Uh, Deron Bland obviously is the slot corner, but when when Kelvin Joseph got his name called, he was the second guy to get some reps. But here's also what I find interesting, and, and I'll get on the phones and see if y'all find this interesting too. For years, lots of people here on the, in the chat have been like, man, let's see what Kelvin Joseph got at safety. And usually when you get a position change like this, <laughs> During a time frame like, or during the situation was happening with Kelvin Joseph, it's one of those, hey, dog, this is your last shot, I love Josh Ball. Josh Ball not working out at tackle, moving the guard, which we'll get to that too. So apparently Kelvin Joseph was working with the safeties in the drills. Now during 11-on-11, he was a nickel corner, but he was working with the safeties during the drills. Let's tie this all together. We go back, and Deron Bland, When we asked Deron Bland, Hey, when you got called up, you kind of was ready. Like, w- what happened? Because you were working outside. Yeah, but behind the scenes, I was working as a nickel. Oh, okay, makes sense. Uh, Dan Quinn comes out and says, yeah, initially we may start somebody here, but y'all don't know this, but behind the scenes, they're working on this. I wonder if Kelvin Joseph to everyone is the corner, but behind the scenes they are seeing if he got something at safety as a last gas because you're a second-round pick, and we cannot just – we can't just cut you right now. We need to figure out if you could if you could fit somewhere. Whew, safety's a, a, a deep room, you know. Corner corner is a deep room, but he could I thought he could maybe try to cut his teeth as a fifth guy. Safety's a deep room, man. Safety got get, get the three headed monster. and Then you got guys like Marquise Bell and Israel McQuamo that they're high on. So that's a deep room. So they're, they're trying to figure something out with Kelvin Joseph. Let's see if he can find a way to. To make this team, whether it's safety, whether it's corner, but something to keep an eye on. Kelvin Joseph, safety or Kelvin Joseph, corner. Let's see the last two. Yeah, okay, yeah, because number number eight is where I want to get to and want to talk about the O line. But let me try seven one eight one more time. Or right, this is a different seven one eight. Seven one eight, you live. Oh wait, no, you ain't. Oh mouse. Seven one eight. Now you live. What's goody? Seven one eight don't even wanna. This is a different set one eight. Hello. Hello. Yep, you live. Yes, at seven one six, my my guy. Oh, that's why. Seven one six, see, see all right, man. I man, got the smaller screen. My bad, seven one six. There's two seven one sixes here. Which seven one is this? Is this P? No, it's, it's A from uh from Niagara Falls. A from Niagara Falls. Seven one six. My apologies. What's good, man. Hey, what's
3: going on, man? What's going on, Sky? I just got a quick. I got a question for you. I appreciate all the work you do, but um, see, my thing is like, uh, we're going to the West Coast, so I'm like the other caller where I feel like that gonna have a really good year. I feel like he's going to have, like, a really good year this year because I think my, uh, the offense is going to simple it. Mm. But my only thing is with the West Coast, is quick. You know what I'm saying? And Dak hasn't always been the most accurate quarterback
0: with putting the ball in the right spot. You think that's going to be a big a deal for him? I you think, think it's something he can work on for the top season? I think that's a myth. Uh, but but it's it's one of those things where it gets carried and it gets tiring trying to trying to combat that. But – I've never seen a West Coast offense not help a quarterback. So I don't know how all of a sudden a dude who's top ten all time in completion percentage um it has more. Multiple... No 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 it's not
3: it's not comp- it's not like it's like putting the uh the placement of the ball, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it's accuracy. It's a myth. That, so like sometimes that's like like, like the ball he'll hit the it'll be a completion, yeah. but it'll be like on the back hip, you know what I'm saying, and maybe a little yeah. bit too high. Whereas the West Coast you kinda need the ball so they can you know what I'm saying? have
0: space to run. Yeah, again I think that's a myth. I think I think the problem is we as cowboy fans only watch Cowboys. We only digest Cowboys. So what you don't see is the whole the, the entire National Football League. No quarterback is throwing it directly on the perfect spot every single time. And if you are an inaccurate quarterback, you're not a top 10 accurate quarterback of all time from a completion percentage. Not possible, especially in an offense that does not have easy buttons for you. Think about this for a second. This is not an offense that throws a bunch of screens. This is not an offense that throws a bunch of swing passes. This is not an offense that throws a bunch of easy outs for your receivers, tight ends, running backs, where your completion percentage can be elevated. This is an offense that relies on down the field, intermediate routes, and putting the ball on the spot. And to say that Dak Prescott doesn't do that consistently, I think is a myth that people have ran with because they're not watching the rest of the league where quarterbacks constantly throw the ball in the area code. Michael Irvin said this. I don't need you to put the damn ball directly in a perfect spot every time. I need you to put it in the area code. So I, I think Dak Prescott does that in spades, and, and I, I'm i just ten toes. That is a complete a terrible narrative that people are running with because it's easy. It's an easy thing to do, man. Pop on the film, I promise you, and go watch other quarterbacks. I promise you, you'll come away with, oh, shit, they doing the same thing, but nobody talking about it <laughs> because we only watch the Dallas Cowboys, and we're Dallas Cowboy fans, so.
3: I mean I do watch everybody, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And that's why I like I feel like uh, I feel like this year could be similar to um you know Tom Brady when he first started, say, you know what I'm saying, the nickel and diamond, you know what I'm saying? Up the field, but he's always making the smart throws. I feel like this offense is going to help us. Do you think it's going to be like more like Tom Brady
0: 2003 where it's going to be like just always moving the chains? I don't know. That one was that's a unique offense that was tailor-made for for Tom specifically. I, I wouldn't consider that a West Coast offense. Uh, I think this is going to be more But, of a, you know, no, no, just like the
3: point? concepts. Not like, I don't necessarily mean like forehand. I just mean like the concept. Tom always got the ball out of his hands real quick. You know what I'm saying? His receivers always, there's always the timing. You know what I'm saying? One, two, three, boom, the ball has gone. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that can do that really good. So, do you think it's going to be this year? That's what we're going to see more versus the like we always say. Like people say,
0: he's holding the ball on. He's holding the ball too much. Again, another thing where context people don't understand context. (laughs) You got to hold the ball to allow the route to develop. But um, I I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. Because we're we're not going to just be three-step drop all. I think this is getting a bit exaggerated. This call in regards to the West Coast. It's not going to just be quick game. Like I, I don't, I haven't heard anybody say that this is going to be quick game all the time. I think this is going to be simpler routes. You'll, you'll see there will be a slant option, but it's not going to be a bunch of slant options. You understand? There's going to be slant and there's going to be a, a flare route uh, to, the, to, the, to the running back, but it's not just going to be that. I think we'll still get some, some downfield development and some intermediate development, but I think it'll be easier for everyone, including the quarterback, to say, okay, I got this look. I'm not expecting this wide receiver to have to pick an option route. This is what he's running. This looks, dictates I don't have to go here or wait to go here, so now I can dump it off to this, to this uh, uh, I can dump it off to the running back or I can wait for this, to, for this shallow crosser to come and boom, I can hit him on the shallow because I know he's going to clear out that safety and that linebacker likes to try to follow C.D. Lamb and next thing you know i got the tight end coming on the backside. Like, I think it's going to be just easier from a mental standpoint, which, which will make it easier physically. So I don't think it's going to be Tom Brady where, uh, again, I think that offense was dictated. Uh, when you say timing, I think the timing was pre-snap for, for Tom Brady. Okay, he's there. I know I got one-on-one with uh, James White on the linebacker. <laughs> I'm going to throw it to James White. That's why you see James White at 50, 60 receptions because that, that offense was dictated, I think, short to deep, not necessarily deep to short like ours have been for the last 20-some years. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate
3: it. One more question. Who do you think is going to have a bigger impact, uh, tight end, you know what I'm saying? The tight end group or the running back group to our offense success.
0: Running back because you got a Pro Bowler back there.
3: I was gonna say tight end. But I appreciate
0: the call, Big Dog. Yes, sir. Yeah, I got a Pro Bowler at running back, man. I got I got Tony Pollard, man. Who you know, fifteen hundred all-purpose yards, dual-threat running back. I mean, if if the tight ends have more of an impact than than our running backs. That would be interesting. If the, let me ask y'all that. If the tight ends were to have more of an impact than the running backs, would, would do you think it would be a successful season? I think the offense would be struggling. I think the offense would be struggling. Did, did, did y'all follow what I'm saying about, about this? And, and I swear there, there's just this enormous – narrative that I don't know why floats over this team's head and this quarterback's head when it comes to throwing the ball and accuracy. I felt like it was something I was talking about early in his career and people just stuck with it. You are there is no way in hell you have one of the top completion percentages in the history of this game and you're labeled an inaccurate quarterback. That is an oxymoron. If you don't know what that means, go look it up. It's impossible because we don't we don't have a offense that allows an inaccurate quarterback to just dump the ball off all damn game. And all these myths just seem to – all these things pop up, and then when the goalpost – I'm sorry, when he obliterates that, the goalpost gets pushed. Always dink and dunk Dak. The next year he's one of the best downfield throwers, and for the rest of his career his APY yards per attempt is always up there. (laughs) Then y'all get mad when he's getting aggressive. Oh, he can't throw for three. Well, oh, that's all he does now. Throw for three hundred. We don't want to throw three hundred. Okay. How can he be labeled dink and dunk, but inaccurate short? <laughs> dink and dunk quarterback, but is inaccurate short? That makes sense to me. Like that don't matter. up. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't add up. So if he is if he is a dink and dunk guy, that means he can do the dink and dunk things. But I don't think this is going to be a dink and dunk type of. Oh, I hate that damn term, dink and dunk. This is going to be more of a, a, a with a game within the game managing it. There's obviously game management, but we're, they're going to be playing a lot of kind of chess at the line of scrimmage, pre snap, and it's going to be easier post snap to deal with. Jake the Great, never late. Man, can you hear me good? Got you loud and clear.
2: All right, all right, man. Um, you know you're my dog, right? I'm a dog. Like, man, I got I gotta agree with the other caller, man. Like I'm not calling Dak inaccurate, but maybe I'm looking at him too hard. But when he throws these slant routes, it always seems like he's a, a little behind, and and and. It's always like to gallop on the screen uh, on the slant route. Cause it's either on his back shoulder. It's always like behind him. He's always having to turn around, and I rarely see Dak like hit a wide receiver like
6: oh, in stride. Oh you know God, I'm
0: God? Like, there's I'm another miss.
2: This, this is. I, I be watching him,
6: man. boy, this and is rough, like man. Accurate.
0: This is rough. Listen well, I'm
2: telling you, man, I don't know if I'm, listen to I'm what you're saying. Listen listen to what you say. I'm hearing I now. rarely go
0: ahead, go ahead, I rarely see him hit the wide receiver in stride. Boy, we Hey, where L at? Now, <laughs> we need to win listen, L. We need to win. Round, These fans is wild, man. Yeah. Now, listen. He's hit wide receivers in stride.
2: I've seen that uh <laughs> CD Lamb caught the safety's face when he didn't take the business decision, catch the ball. Yeah. I'm not saying he's inaccurate all the time, but when I see him throw them screens, not screens, I mean them slant. If he throws ten, uh, at least like he's like 50 with those, with those slant routes, man. I, and
0: if bro, we going to go to the West Coast, bro, I'm a little iffy do you, on that. Do you understand fifty? I'm sorry, dog. You understand 50 I don't. Yeah, I know. That's
4: you
0: not know, that bad, but. I I don't, I don't I don't I don't know if people really understand the difficulty of football. Like, do you understand what you just said? 50-50 in a slant where there's a, a linebacker tr- possibly in the area, maybe a guy barreling down, and you put it in the area code where the wide receiver can catch the rock, bro? Like, what What do y'all, y'all want him to be 100% y'all, – y'all want him to be perfect on every single pass? Is that, what you, is that our Absolutely expectations?
2: Absolutely not. no nah, nah. Well, listen, I got this image embedded in my brain. I know. I, I, know I know you do.
0: I know you do. I've
2: seen Michael Gallup reaching back. To catch it, and I'm like, It's oh, not every
0: time. It? It's, it's, it's not every time, and, and that's, and like that's the issue. Time, and, and that's the issue. I think we take, we, we embed every negative play of our quarterback because it's easier to be like, ah, his fault, we hate him, as opposed to every, every time it's successful, it's, we expect it to be successful. So it completely goes out of our psyche. Well, we expect that to happen. What you don't realize is that expectation happens far more often than the other thing. Far more. So when, when it doesn't work, that sticks out to you because you don't even see that as much as you think. But it stays in your head as, as, as longer than the other things. So I think it's a psychological thing with y'all fans And when it comes to this quarterback, man. This quarterback can do every single thing you want him to do from a quarterback standpoint, from an arm, from a throw, from whatever you damn want. His issue ain't about what he can do on the field. It's about finishing in the playoffs, man. I don't know how many times I got to say it. I don't understand. <laughs>
2: I he was going to snap on me, man.
0: This ain't a snap, man. This ain't a snap. Because you ain't the only one who feels this way. I think the frustration with the quarterback, uh, it, it allows, like you said, those plays to just stay in, stay in their head when in reality it's, it's far more the other side of it. But, hey, man, I, I don't know if it's a societal thing where, like, negative things just, just stay with us a lot more. For instance, a lot of players say, man, losses stick with me more than wins. I think that's how fans are. That, the they, negatives they, stick with they, me more they, than they, the positives. Yeah, I ain't
2: gonna lie. I remember all the losses, every single one of them, man, and, and they still hurt like yesterday. Yeah. But man, maybe I'm critiquing Dak wrong. And
0: no, 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 no. Part to
3: it.
0: No, 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 no. Uh, again, I, I understand because it, it, it's, in, it, you just said it. It's embedded in my brain. When things are embedded like that, that's hard to get out.
2: Now, if he starts hitting them slats better, you know. I just I just don't don't see it. I love Dak. I'm not gonna doubt him just cause he's not hitting those slams, but man, he gotta work on them, man. That's that's all I got, you know. Don't 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 block me for disagreeing with you dog <laughs> I
0: ain't blocked nobody. Come on, man. Don't do that. Alright, bro.
2: I'm just playing with you, man. <laughs> Have a great day. Bomb spot bees.
0: Look, as soon as you bring up Dak, everybody calling now. Let, let's see, this is the Dak show. Four six nine is that four six nine? Four six nine. What it is, what it do.
6: Hey, what it do, man? Can you hear me?
7: <laughs> I can hear you, man. Hey,
6: man, this is my first time calling. I usually calling don't now? call, but I was like, <laughs> Nah, they crazy that, uh, that's not accurate stuff. They, they crazy, bro. He's, then, too, you can't say that because our own lines have not fully been 100%, like, the whole time. So, like, I think that's fine. I, I wouldn't worry about it. I, I think we have more uh, things to
0: worry about just with the intermediate things around the line. I could barely hear you, big dog. I heard oh, you at first. Dad, I heard you at first, but then it kind of got some, some things going in the background. What'd you say?
6: No, I said I said that. No, everybody's tripping about Dak not being like accurate. Like you can't also like what, the point that you gave, man, is like spot on. But also too, we haven't had a, a like a full 100 percent healthy line in what three seasons now.
0: So oh, I'm past that. No, I mean I don't, I don't. he he knows how to he knows how to work within the line.
6: Yeah, man. I, I, I said, I, I, man, you were hitting spot on with everything. This, like you said, it's an oxymoron, man. That you can't, you can't have one thing and not have <laughs> the other. So that's what I said I, I fully agree with what you're saying, man. It, it doesn't make any sense. I think Dak, Dak's gonna be fine. I think yeah. the whole line is the most to watch this season.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't add up, you know. But again, uh, Jake, I'm glad Jake said what he said because I think it's like this with a lot of fans. It's they, they have an right. image. Of a specific play or plays embedded, and that's what sticks with them. And, and whenever another image or play that co- constantly happens, in my opinion, that's a positive. It, it gets it gets thrown to the wayside because we expect that to happen. Yes, sir. All
6: right, man. I'm not gonna hold you long, man. I appreciate it for the call. Appreciate it for everything
0: you do. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I'll right, we'll get some more. We waiting for B. Uh, there he goes. We waiting no longer. We got the better call, Saul. In Dallas, my guy Brian Pope of the Cochran firm. What's good, B? <laughs> oh man,
7: uh, big holiday weekend coming up. Will
0: man, look, I'm ready for it.
7: Well, you know, uh, we'll get to. Uh, I got to address this Dak thing because this this is a burning issue with me and my cowboy buddies. So, but first, I just want to tell everybody. Be careful, be safe out there this weekend. There's gonna be people out on the roads that have been drinking uh maybe doing some other stuff celebrating you know our our holiday and uh mm. you know from my perspective uh be be safe take ride chairs if uh if you feel like uh maybe you shouldn't get behind the wheel um because uh we see a, we see a big uptick will in in accidents over the holiday weekends um and, you know, I mean, obviously, if people get an accident, they can come to me for help and the Cochran firm, but I'd, I'd prefer everybody just be safe.
0: Yeah, that, that's one of the main things for holidays. All, definitely in Dallas, man, because people can't drive, but go ahead, B. <laughs> yeah,
7: that's Dallas, that's Mid-Cities, that's Fort Worth, <laughs> that's that's all over. Or Texas, uh, let me just so, say that. Uh, yeah, yeah, no kidding. And, like, you know, like we talked about last week with that insurance. You know, don't, don't assume anybody uh, driving out there who's not doing what they need to be doing uh, on the road is going to have insurance. So take care of yourself before you get on the road. That's what I'm saying.
0: Gotcha. What you think so far about all the OTA notes, man, that's that's, that's happening down there? With, with Matter of fact, we didn't touch on the offensive line, but I don't know if you heard. Uh, they got Tyron Smith working out there at right tackle, and they're looking to focus. Um, ah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they're looking to focus uh, Tyler Smith at left tackle. Now, Terrence still ain't there yet. He ain't there yet, but if Terrence Steele comes back and he's at left guard, I swear, man. I like it. You like it? Ugh.
7: If you bring Terrence Steele back and Tyler Smith and Tyron on the on the right.
0: Oh no 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 what, no 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 no, what, no 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 no! I'm saying, I'm talking about Terrence Steele playing left guard.
7: Ah, <laughs> got it. Yeah, 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 I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm not feeling that one. If that's the move, I'd much rather them when Terrence Steele comes back, he works at right tackle, and then Tyron's your swing tackle. The problem is that kind of leaves your left guard spot a little bit void.
7: I mean, I think ultimately, you know, like like we were, uh, I was listening and driving in uh, to the to the callers uh, about Dak. Is there any other, um, I guess, topic that gets the Cowboy Nation? Going other Oh no! More so than talking about Dak.
0: No, no, not at all, not at all. I it, mean, this is the one. I'm a
7: Dak defender. Will you know that? I, I think that he's maligned unnecessarily, unfairly. But you know, the bottom line is, well, until we start winning
0: playoff, playoff games
7: yep. on a regular basis, that's and where the championships. That's
0: that's where it is. I think I think they're not
7: going to give it.
0: You breaking up? B- Hello. Uh-oh. Yeah, they're just oh, not going to
7: give him
0: his due. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. But, but I, think that's, I think we're thinking too hard when, when, it, when it comes down. He quite literally can do everything you want your quarterback to do. Like that, from, a, from a quarterback standpoint, from, a, from an athletics, whatever, he can do it all. The issue is just winning in the postseason, performing at a – let's be real. The issue is beating the damn 49ers in the postseason, okay, <laughs> because he plays well against everybody else. He doesn't play well against the Niners I- for whatever damn reason. But that is the thing, get into the postseason, get some postseason wins, and and let's see what happens from there. But from a quarterback standpoint, I mean, they're myths. My guy Professor O just dropped one. Uh, Dak was graded as a very good or elite in accuracy, says on 77.1% of his attempts, only 2.9% of his attempts were behind the receiver. And, you know, this is what I mean by what people say, All he throws behind the receiver. I think you're just going with this narrative that might have been surfaced in 2017 when he was a second-year, fourth-round quarterback. We're in 2023, man. There's enough film and observation and statistics and analysts uh, that can show you that the dude is an accurate quarterback. Uh, I I don't know what else I can say here.
7: I I mean, I agree, and and I think you you hit uh, hit it on the mark um, when you said that you know, what we demand is Cowboy Nation perfection. Is perfection.
0: We demand perfection. And, and anything
7: yep. anything short of perfection is uh, something that, you know, we criticize and it just feeds on itself. And eventually you're like, uh, why are we paying him the money? Why, why, let's just get somebody in, somebody else yeah. uh, in um, who can who can carry the ball. I mean, he he is, uh, as you said, he's one of the more accurate quarterbacks, not only in the league, but in league history. I mean, um,
0: how are you, and, you, know, how are you an inaccurate year, Will, quarterback, bro, With your top ten all the time in completion percentage? That, that quite literally makes absolutely no sense.
7: It makes no sense. I mean, last year, he had so many bad breaks last year. I mean, I, you know, how many dropped, bounced off the chest in the middle of the numbers passes did he have that were intercepted? So let me No, f- they They don't.
0: Let me be fair, though. They
7: don't count. Let me be against fair, bro. the Brian. receiver, they count against the quarterback.
0: You're right. Let me be fair. But one thing you'll never hear me talk about is that, though. If you notice, when I'm talking about Dak Prescott, I don't ever bring that up because all, you, can, you can go the other way, right? What about the ones that drop? Because that's, that's what people that don't like the quarterback want to say. Interceptions are going to happen, man. It is what it is. We, we understand that right. most what, – what, what happened last year from, from an interception standpoint, well, at least I do, is an anomaly. This dude has been one of the, the quarterbacks who, who throws least interceptions – you know, throughout the season, throughout his career. So I look at it as an anomaly. So if we want to say last year, bad interception year, yeah, let's put it on him. If you want to put it on him, bad year. You can't have those picks, Dak, that's terrible, don't do it again type situation. I just don't expect it to happen again because throughout his career, he's always been a guy that takes care of the ball from an interception standpoint. Uh, He had issues fumbling for quite some time, but interceptions was never really a big deal to him until last year. So to me, that's an anomaly uh, that I think will be cleaned up because the schematics will be a bit a bit simpler for everyone across the board, but I'm not. I'm not well, going to talk and, and about those. About he, he did them. They, yeah, it, it I mean, talking
7: about schematics. Uh, there was an interesting article in the morning news today about how how he feels like the communication line between him and McCarthy is so much clearer now because he's got McCarthy in his ear instead of Kellen Moore, um, and he feels like they're you know going to be on the same page more often and uh, and and earlier in the season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think McCarthy is going to help Dak a lot more than people realize, and not just from a schematic standpoint. I think this will be the first time he will really, really be coached probably since – not Callahan. Um, who was after Callahan? Uh, Linehan, all these hands. I think this will be the first time he'll be able to yeah. be coached since Linehan from a, from a play caller standpoint because I don't believe Kellen Moore was, was really coaching Dak Prescott, and, and, and I can confirm that from a former coach.
7: Mm-hmm. well i mean you know mccarthy is here uh he's not going anywhere um and yep. m- might as well uh take take over the reins of the offense because that's uh that's why he's here so uh let's 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 hope he can um make a difference but you know Dak's not <laughs> and i love the question uh about that your, your caller had about uh tight end versus uh running back you know what and your and your your corollary to that was well. So, if tight ends have a better year than the running backs, is it a good year? And I and you know
0: the answer to that is no. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I agree. I, I feel like we. I feel like our offense <laughs> would be in a bit of trouble if if the tight ends are more. I think the I think he said more productive. Some some around that. I don't know if it was more productive or, or more important. If the tight ends are more of 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 the reason your offense is is whatever it is, whether that's good or bad. I. Phew, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. That'd, right. that'd be interesting.
7: Now, you know, talking about the, uh, I guess that two thousand three uh, Tom Brady that that caller, um, I, I would like to see more, um, maybe more screens and and swing passes to, to TP. Yeah, uh, because I think you get him the ball in the open field and he's going to make a miss.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and going so I back, would, I would like to see that feature. I think you will. I think you, and in, in hell. <laughs> Now I'm thinking about it and laughing about the accuracy thing his, his his completion percentage is probably going to go up because there's going to be a lot more easier passes uh that'll hit from a from a swing pass standpoint flare routes wheel routes uh slants um, you know uh, cross uh shallow crosses things like that but you know people are probably still going to complain that i got to put that here you got to put that there type situation but yeah I think this offense is going right. going be it's going to be a lot more easy buttons than he's ever had in his career.
7: Oh, and, you know, we got Brandon Cooks. We really talked about the impact he's going to have on potentially um, getting C.D. Lamb
0: more open. I think they did a good job of moving around Lamb last year to get him to rock. The problem was the defense could easily take him out when it mattered the most if you you continue to do the same things with him. And we saw that against the Jaguars where they, you know, he was predominantly playing in the slot, and then, you know, they said, okay, it's nut up time. It's it's time for you to make a play. We're going to put three dudes on C.D. Lamb. And they sent uh, Noah Brown down the seam, and Noah Brown drops the ball on the hail mary on third and ten, which is stupid to do. And then the same thing happened earlier or later in the game. You get a you would hope you would get a one on one with Ceedee Lamb, but instead they want to run this kind of cross route to 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 get the linebackers in a bind, and Noah Brown drops the ball for an interception. Well, but I think you
7: know uh, they they assumed that Michael Gallup would be Fact's able to not. do that role last year and he, he never was able to step up like we needed him to and so um you know uh if Brandon Cooks can do what they wanted Gallup to do last year then let Gallup do what, what he did uh you know the first year then um they're off to the races. So uh anyway. Indeed um man. well it's uh it's it's a, an exciting time. It's you know off season's always fun because that's when the debates
0: just rage, right? <laughs> Well, it don't matter about the offseason when it comes to Dak, brother. <laughs> it can be any time <laughs> of the year. Man, he can retire 10 years from now. You say Dak, oh, he's, you know, and, I, and it goes crazy, yeah.
7: I know, but at least in this season there's some evidence that, that people can point to and say mm-hmm. this is working, that's not working, he's doing this or he's doing that. But for the offseason people just rely on what happened in the past and just assume it. <laughs> anyway, Way it's – anyway, it's kind of like what lawyers do.
0: <laughs> hey man, tell them about. Rely what, on the evidence. Tell them about the evidence and what y'all do down there, B.
7: Well, I was I was uh, alluding to it uh, early in the call. Um, you know, we we represent people who've been injured in car accidents, truck wrecks, uh, motorcycle accidents. Unfortunately, well, we're going to see a lot of drunk driving accidents this weekend, like I just mentioned. Um, so so uh, you know, we represent people who get injured on on the job uh, at the workplace. Um, uh, sometimes we uh, represent people for employment discrimination and, and other uh, non-personal injury matters. But uh, give us a call at 1-800-THE-FIRM at uh, com is our website. Uh, and, and if uh, we we can't help you, then we'll certainly point you in the right direction and make sure we get you taken care of, because, uh, because as you know, Will,
0: Cochran Cares. Cochran Cares. My God, Brian Pope down there from Cochran firm. Appreciate you calling in, as always, B. You have a good weekend, and you All be right. safe, man. All
7: right, have safe and fun holiday weekend, Will, and the entire A to Z Sports Nation.
0: Thank you, brother. That is Brian of the Cochran firm, ladies and gentlemen, coming through our version of Better Call Saul. But he's better. All right, we got a couple more, and Marie, some super chats here. And we are gonna get up out of here, man, and enjoy this weekend. I think I already got seven one six. It was two of them earlier. Uh, let's get three two five. You are live. What's good? 325?
3: Hey,
1: good morning, King of
0: Real. Oh, just having a good morning. The uh, I can't,
1: called in uh, just a couple calls ago. I wanted to talk about this Terrence Steele switch, but uh, okay. If the Hattie B Slaver of the day is Dak, <laughs> I am a huge Dak defender. Man. Yeah, it's because... true.
0: They 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 try a cookie, man. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> uh let me just say something, man. I want you all to think back to twenty sixteen, Dak's rookie year. We all know how it went. It was a magical year, thirteen and three, and he had some Greek God level offensive line around him, you know, yada yada. But this man at the end of the season went toe to toe with Aaron Rodgers and was one borderline miracle play away for what, Jared Cook? Jericho, from yeah. going overtime with Aaron Rodgers. And then you look at 2017, the beginning of the rapid, and I mean rapid guys declined the roster around him. Uh, didn't have his center, right, 2017? Uh, I believe that
0: was 2018. That was the year that uh, Zeke was just in and out from suspension. You know, you start seeing the see record uh, just diminish. Yeah.
1: And so you go along the years of his, his career, and this man went from, Dink and dunk,
0: Dak. To a renowned now, now he's too player. aggressive. Like, now he's too aggressive, Dak. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> now it's regressive, bro. But um, I just,
1: I just want you all to look at his timeline. This man has gotten better and better, no matter the situation around him. This man has continued to claw his way to the heights of gunslinger status. And not just gunslinger status, but, like, elite gunslinger status. This man can actually go toe-to-toe with anybody except apparently the 49ers. But it's not unreasonable to think that he's going to take this playoff experience and use it to be better in
0: the playoffs. Like, you're not going to find a better quarterback situation if you move on from Dak. You simply not. I mean, initially, probably not. You'd have, we had this conversation. We did a whole entire show, I think, after the season about it. Like, all right, let's, let's have the conversation. You move on from him, what are you willing to risk? Are you willing to risk, you know, a number of years not being good? Uh, because that's, that's usually what happens, and some people are. And, and look, at some point that will happen if, if he doesn't finish in the next couple seasons or if he gets the contract extension, you probably still will have an a expiration date on it. But the thing is I'm not, I'm not blind to what needs to happen with him. I'm absolutely not. But what is is what I think people are blind to. And I think what is is that you've got a top 10 quarterback in this league. And when you've got a top 10 quarterback in this league, you need to find a way to be able to win with them. And I think you can find a way to win with them. And, and that's just the bottom line with them, man. Uh, you know, but people have their opinions on them. They don't, they don't like them, and they're going to stand on that. I just I always find it interesting. Those people, because I'm, I'm, I can have the conversation. I can have the conversation about if he fails or when he fails or we, we can talk about it, why this may happen, the decision was bad, whatever. We can have the conversation. No problem about it. We can talk about the flaws. We can talk about whatever it is that is a negative aspect. Well, how come the other side never says, well, you know what, if this, 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 this happens, I think Dak Prescott or I think Dak Prescott is good at this and I think he can do They never want to have that side. What if this happens? It's always, well, what if Dak Prescott fails again? Okay, what if he succeeds? Crickets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and it's just it's just <laughs> no, weird, man. you know, because I could have both sides of those conversations, but they can't.
1: They can't, and you know what? The biggest key right now is the defense that we've got going on with Dan Quinn, year three, this elite. Like, oh man, it's having the quarterback like Dak to complement that is is just an embarrassment of riches, honestly. Oh yeah, your team is set up, man. Heck yeah, I appreciate the call. I do want to say one thing though. I did call down Terrence Steele. I just think, what if we put him at left guard,
0: and the dude is our next Zach Martin that <laughs> left guard? <laughs> well, shit, then boy, I, I will look. I'll put some hot sauce. I'll put some Hattie B's uh, <laughs> hot. What is it? Shut the damn, shut <laughs> the cluck up. Shut the damn cluck up sauce on that that crow. Cause boy, I don't see that happening <laughs> at all. But if <laughs> <the> <laughs> but if that happens. Man, you sure we talk about Tyler. I mean, you talk about the five, your best five. It's just it's just altered. I still don't like it though. Now that I'm talking myself into it. Let me tell you why I don't like it, bro. Because Tyron Smith is gonna get hurt. (laughs) So when Tyron Smith gets hurt, guess who's going back out there? Yeah, I think uh, if you think about his skills, right tackle's probably the best. Yeah, what are we doing here, man? Just keep him there. (laughs) But I appreciate you, brother. You have a good morning, right? My God, I appreciate it, though. Yeah, you know, just keep tearing Steele at right tackle. If they truly don't want to move Tyler Smith, and we don't know, one practice. If they truly don't want to move Ty Rensmith in Tyler Lursmith into left guard, then then keep to make Ty Rensmith, Smith your swing tackle. That left guard spot boy would be rough, but it was it is what it is. This is what they they set themselves up with and Last note, I guess, from from uh, OTA yesterday, with Zach Martin out, who was out, not due to injuries, he's just out. With Zach Martin out, with Terrence Steele out, the lineup went Tyler, Forniak, Biadish, Ball. Man, please don't. Just please don't let the, the, the worst-case scenario happen. <laughs> ball and Tyron Smith. Let me just tell you something right now. If for whatever reason the Cowboys have to roll out that lineup, we're in trouble. We are in trouble. Josh Ball and Matt Forniak <laughs> is on the opposite sides of Tyler Beattis. Boy, right, who do I help? <laughs> they both need it. I don't like it. But that that's what the lineup was yesterday. But that's because you had Steele still out. You, you, had, um, you had Zach Martin out. Edoja apparently... Idoja wasn't a guy that they had starting. He was getting a rotation. But again, like we talked about yesterday with Pat Walker, this is going to be something that is constantly a revolving door until later in training camp. They're going to try a lot of things out. It's going to be a lot of experimentation, man. All right. Let's start backwards with these super chats. B. Bird dropped one earlier. Uh, man, I forgot I got a different one. Super Chat. Talked about HTM Sports. He uh, uh, Shout out to HTM Sports. I'm not super familiar with him, but I see him with Tyson and I see him with uh, Landlord a lot. But he was part of that that group that did the interview with Jalen Tober. He says, why is HTM Sports still at only 855 subs when he's one of the hardest working Cowboys content creators? Cowboy fans, we could do better than that. Um, I'm not familiar with his channel. I didn't even know he had a channel. I thought he was just with, with those guys. But if he has a channel, man, make sure I go sub up if he's a quality guy. Um, this community man continues to be deep, a very deep community. Tobo Tide Drop One. Super Chat says through seven seasons, Dak has better numbers than Brady Breeze, and Big Ben. The numbers don't lie. So what he don't. So what he don't have a ring. Well, can't say so what, a ring yet. Yeah, it took Manning ten seasons for his first. Elway was thirty-four. Shut the cluck up. Um, see, how I read me that toe. I mean, look, man. I I don't even know what else to say anymore about this, dog. You got a good quarterback. (laughs) You got a damn good quarterback. I don't know. I've never seen a fan base nitpick the shit out of a damn good quarterback as much as this one. Now, you want to talk about the playoffs and having to step up in the playoffs? Fine. Like, against the 49ers, yeah, that's really where it matters. Like It it matters in the postseason. And even in the postseason, I would have rather him flip the game. And and here's where I'm going to go with this. Ball the hell out against against the Bucks, But if you go watch some of these postseason runs, a lot of the times these quarterbacks are not just going to be flawless every game. You'll get a few. You'll get a, I think, Eli Manning won like 11 touchdowns, zero interception run. I think Joe Flacco won like 11, zero, zero, uh, 11 touchdowns, zero interception run before. But normally you might have a bump in the road. Joe Burrow. We love Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, fantastic quarterback. Had a couple bumps in the roads, but his team ended up winning the game anyway, you know. And I would have rather the bump in the road came in the first game because I thought we still had the ability to get it done, as opposed to the second game where the team was more depleted. I thought was a worse matchup from this season to to compared to last season against the Niners, and he had the the bad game. So I'm just thinking he's to find that flow in the postseason. Before the Niners, though, I, I thought he played good enough in every game. Uh, but the Niners have just got his number. It is what it is, man. I'm not going to sit here and, and and act like he was good in that game. He was not. He was not good enough in that game, in either game. And he needs to be better in those games. He needs to be. So if they get the Niners again, hey, man, there, there, there ain't nothing to it but to do it. I don't care how it gets done. Get it the hell done. But one thing I'm not going to sit here and act like is that this guy is not a good quarterback. He's not one of the top ten quarterbacks in this league. That's just goofy talk, man. Tobo dropped another one.
2: Super chat. You
0: can't debate facts and numbers. They don't lie. And then Armand George dropped one and said, if Mike McCarthy gets Super chat. gets us to the NFC Championship in or beyond, these last four years was a waste because of Kellen. Hold up, Armand. That's a conversation to have right there. And I think I said this the other day. Maybe it was on, on Vacha's show when I was like, I think a caller called in and, and, Maybe it was just me and Vosh talking. There, there's a running theme of, hey man, I'm I'll get rid of Mike McCarthy for Dan Quinn, even if Mike McCarthy wins a Super Bowl. And I, I rebutted, I said, if the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, it'll be because of Mike McCarthy, not Dan Quinn. If the Cowboys win the Super Bowl because of Mike McCarthy, not Dan Quinn. Defense, the defense is the defense. It's been the defense since Dan Quinn got here. The offense has been the issue in the playoffs the last two seasons. The offense has been that weird, clunky offense. Strangely enough, 2016 and 2018 under Scott Linehan, I don't think the offense struggled as much. I don't think it struggled as much. So there's that. Is that a bit of a hot take? I should have used that from my Hattie B's hot take. The Cowboys win the bowl or go to the NFC Championship game. I think it'd be more because of Mike than Dan. There you have it. Facts, Chris. I mean, we can bring up Trent Dilfer's and all that stuff too. But Chris, but but Chris, see, when it when it comes to this guy, the, the and this is starting to be eerily similar to Tony, and I hate it. We throw context out the window. Context don't matter. Results do. And um, I've, I've just come to terms with it. I've just come to terms with it. And if those results, if those results happen to go in the Cowboys' favor one time, I still believe there's a section of this fan base that'll be cringing their teeth because they wrong. Right? They wrong. With that said, man, we're going to go ahead and close out the show. We got the 10 o'clock perfect time. Yo, Tom, that's what I'm saying, bro. It's wild. It's wild. Perfect timing, man. Hit the like button if you enjoyed today's show. Uh, it's Friday, so there will be no, uh, I almost called him Professor. There will be no Mo, not Professor O, no Mo later tonight for A to Z Sports Prime Time. So make sure y'all enjoy you all holiday weekend. I will not be here Monday. We are off. We have a, a real holiday so we are not gonna say real you know what i mean we have a holiday so we we are off i'll be back tuesday so will the Voss and Body live show so we'll be on together uh after the morning show y'all make sure y'all get out there to this weekend cookouts barbecues whatever you're having you have a good time you have you know you're safe you got graduations shout out shout out to oscar oscar said my son is graduating high school tomorrow proud dad moment salute to you oscar uh man, I can't wait for that. I got I got about six more years, I got some time. I got some time before I get to that point. But uh man, I can only imagine, man. You did a great job. Congrats to your son. Congrats to you as well uh, if they walking that stage. Man, that's heavy. That's heavy stuff right there. So, um best wishes moving forward to all. If you got, if you're a parent out there with a graduate, hey man, congratulations to your child and to you for raising that child to walk that stage. With that said, I think I'm going to press this button. Y'all know I don't got no mouse, and I'm, and I'm I'm on a whole different situation here. So, no mouse, but we good. Enjoy y'all weekend. I know I am. I'm chilling. Hey, if you in the Dallas area, make sure y'all come down to Hattie B's as well. Get yourself a uh, shut the cluck up. Hattie B's hot chicken. And make sure y'all use that promo code in the description for your boy. Get out of here. Peace.